0: Welcome to a Swifty Snapshot Podcast. Hi, I'm Silver. This is a podcast about Taylor Swift. Each episode, I go through a different song from Taylor's discography. I started with her debut album and will be going until, well, who knows at this point. For each song, I delve into the history behind the music, break down the lyrics, and talk about what the song means to me. Every so often, I invite a fellow Swifty to have these discussions with. Each episode finishes with the segment's Taylor's trends and this week's version of Taylor. Jump, fall, and become even more enchanted with Taylor alongside me. Are you ready for it? Welcome to a Swifty Snapshot podcast. Hi, I'm Silver. This is the specialist episode I have had yet on this podcast because today is the one year anniversary of a Swifty Snapshot podcast. (laughs) I started this last year on Taylor's 32nd birthday and I had no idea what it would become or grow into. Tomorrow is Taylor's 33rd birthday, so not only will we be celebrating that today, but also the one year anniversary of this podcast. Therefore, today's episode is episode 10 of season three in the Speak Now era, and episode 52 of A Swifty Snapshot. Today's song is none other than the controversial track number 10, Better Than Revenge. What a way to celebrate. (laughs) Better Than Revenge was written by Taylor Swift. It was produced by Taylor and Nathan Chapman and released on the album on October 25th, 2010. Before I go any further, I do feel as if I should issue a trigger warning for the remainder of this episode due to the themes that will be up for discussion. Now, Better Than Revenge is heavily rumored to be about Taylor's relationship with Joe Jonas and the girl that he left her for, Camila Bell. Taylor and Joe dated in the summer of 2008. Then Joe met 10,000 B.C. actress Camila Bell on the set of the Jonas Bro's Love Bug video, where Taylor was nowhere to be found. The lyrics are about Taylor's plea for vengeance on a romantic rival and has mature sexual themes not often seen at this point in Taylor's music. This song has been heavily criticized throughout the years due to its anti-feminism bullying Slut shaming themes. It has been a source of contention for longtime Swifties like myself, who do love the upbeat electric guitar pop punk diversion from what at the time wasn't common in Taylor's music, but who don't support the message or intention of the lyrics. Taylor has only spoken once publicly in response to the criticism of Better Than Revenge. In 2014, four years after the song's release, she said, I was 18 when I wrote that. That's the age you are when you think someone can actually take your boyfriend. Then you grow up and realize no one can take someone from you if they don't want to leave. Better Than Revenge was performed at all the venues of the Speak Now World Tour. Taylor wore a red sequined mini-dress with black knee-high boots and play-fought with two of the dancers in the choreography. The song began with a voicemail recording saying, Hey, it's me. Leave a message. Make it hot. This further supports the use of telephones as a theme in Taylor's music and productions. It was also performed on the Allure of the Seas cruise ship on January 21st, 2011. Not many performances of this song. Better Than Revenge is a certified gold in the United States. And the hidden message is, you thought I would forget. Let's get into the lyric breakdown for Better Than Revenge. Before we get into any music, the introduction starts with a recording of Taylor saying, now go stand in the corner and think about what you did, ha, 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 time for a little revenge. Taylor uses this background commentary throughout the entire song with the recording sound to it, but right off the hop, she has set the intention for where this song is going. Now, this isn't the first, nor the last time she was in her revenge era. In fact, we see her return to this mode quite often in unproblematic ways. However, the problem with this song is that her revenge is directed at another woman, when truthfully, it should be directed at Joe. Instead of going all vigilante shit on him, Taylor takes the low road here and attacks the woman. The music in the introduction is an electric guitar pop punk melody. It's very catchy. I won't deny that. Verse one. The story starts when it was hot and it was summer and. The story starts reminds me of the beginning of The Story of Us. I had it all. I had him right there where I wanted him. Immediately, Taylor doesn't paint herself in a good light because she makes it sound like she has captured her prey, entangled her man, and is almost displaying him for her own purposes. It's not a good look. She came along, got him alone, and let's hear the applause. She took him faster than you could say, sabotage. And so here is where the narrative turns incredibly toxic. Because when you're in a relationship, nobody can quote take somebody from you. If Joe and Camilla started something And him and Taylor still had an understanding. That is on Joe. Joe allowed himself to be, air quotes, taken. Taylor kind of addresses this when she responded in 2014. But Taylor is putting all of the blame on Camila here. And that's not fair. Also, I just finished watching season five of The Crown. So when I say Camila, that's all I think about. I digress. I never saw it coming, wouldn't have suspected it, though wouldn't have suspected it also has the recording voice layered underneath it. I underestimated just who I was dealing with. Okay, so in a small defense of Taylor, she is speaking from a very raw, emotional, vulnerable state here. And we'll see that in the next couple of lyrics. Despite her anger being misdirected, her feelings on the matter are valid. She had to know the pain was beating on me like a drum, like a drum has a layered voice recording effect. We just never know Camila's side of the story here. Maybe she didn't know because maybe she was told something else from Joe. She probably wasn't aware of the full story and Taylor's side of it. Despite Camila ending up with Joe, she is also the victim here. She underestimated just who she was stealing from. There's an iconic drum beat at the end of the verse leading into the chorus. Chorus one She's not a saint and she's not what you think. She's an actress. We get our first clue as to the identity of Camila here, but also Taylor uses Camila's career choice as an insult towards her. It also leaves Joe with no responsibility in the matter. It makes it seem like he was uh, tricked into leaving Taylor for Camila. Like she was pretending, acting, etc. It's all very messy. Whoa, Whoa, she's better known for the things that she does on the mattress. Here is the infamous controversial line. And I don't want to single just Taylor out in this mistaken sentiment. I wanted to include myself and potentially many more. This slut shaming, permit me the term, internalized misogyny is very reflective of the times. Now, that is not an excuse. Absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying. This is a sad acknowledgement of history. I have definitely operated within this type of thinking in the past and have witnessed it be very popular at moments in even my own lifetime, let alone. Before that, thankfully, thankfully, I and we, the royal we, now have the opportunity to write this wrong and this language, to turn the slut-shaming into sex positivity, to apologize. And really, that's all we can ask for when it comes to these types of systemic societal mistakes is a chance to deconstruct this previous way of thinking and acting and make it right to the best of our ability. I'll talk more about this in the individual meaning. But this is such a heavy line that has caused so much discourse that we have to pay attention. Moving on. Whoa. Soon she's going to find, soon she's going to find stealing other people's toys on the playground won't make you many friends. This line goes back to verse one where Taylor says she has him right where she wants him. This type of language is incredibly unflattering to the speaker. She should keep in mind, she should keep in mind, there is nothing I do better than revenge. First title lyric here. And here's the tricky part. Taylor's want for revenge or justice or the truth to come out, that's valid. It's just incredibly misguided in how she is going about it. We get a recording effect, lyric, then revenge, and then aha ha to end off the first chorus. Verse 2. She looks at life like it's a party and she's on the list. On the list is layered with the voice recording effect. The sad reality is that Taylor is also on this list. Taylor really missed out on the opportunity of women supporting women in this moment. The two of them really could have won this round together. And we'll see Taylor take that side into the future in her career and music. Definitely. she changes her path and her reactions. But right now, she missed out. She looks at me like I'm a trend and she's so over it. Okay, this line, this line is still relevant towards Taylor and even the entire Swifty fandom. Removing the Camila context altogether, think of how the world saw Taylor for so long and how she and her fans were treated for so long. Even continuing on, people like to think they are better than being a Taylor Swift fan. And this lyric kind of lends itself in support of this reality. I think her ever-present frown is a little troubling. She thinks I'm psycho because I like to rhyme her name with things. Because I like to rhyme her name with things is a layered voice recording effect. This is such an unfortunate choice of words here. Taylor, I know you can do better. I know your vocabulary is way more extensive than this. Why use this word? But sophistication isn't what you wear or who you know or pushing people down to get you where you want to go. Want to go voice recording effect layer? This line, the irony, Taylor is literally pushing Camila down here, but yet criticizing Camila, but doing the exact same thing herself. Not a lot of self-awareness going on here. I'm being really hard on my girl. I've never spoken of her in this way about her music. And I don't think I will again, but this is the reality of this song and how we have to talk about it. They wouldn't teach you that in prep school, so it's up to me, up to me, layered voice effect. But no amount of vintage dresses gives you dignity, dignity, layered voice effect, and then voice effect. Think about what you did. Chorus two, same as chorus one, ending with a little ha ha with a voice effect. And then into the bridge. I'm just another thing for you to roll your eyes at Honey. Taylor is revealing just how hurt she is by all of this. She feels embarrassed. She feels invalidated. And that is why she has lashed out in this way. It doesn't make it right, but it is still a very real reaction. You might have him, but haven't you heard... I'm just another thing for you to roll your eyes at, honey. You might have him, but I always get the last word. Yes, Taylor definitely got the last word here, but at what cost? Whoa, and then in voice effect, can't take it back. What? Course three, she's not a saint and she's not what you think. Voice effect, no. She's an actress. Whoa, oh, voice effect. She deserves it. She's better known for the things that she does on the mattress. Whoa, soon she's going to find stealing other people's toys on the playground won't make you many friends. She should keep in mind. She should keep in mind. There is nothing I do better than revenge. Taylor could have had such pure, innocent, wholesome revenge if there is such a thing. You know what I mean, though? Think about vigilante shit in comparison to this or karma. Taylor knows how to do fucking revenge, but she crosses a line here, and it infuriates me because I think we all as a fandom expect so much more from her, and we can't back her on this song. We go into the outro. Do you still feel like you know what you're doing? Now, I want to reverse the table here as we're nearing the end of the song and ask this of Taylor. I want to ask Taylor if now, almost 13 years later, she knows what she's doing with this song. As we've seen with How Taylor Writes Her Revenge Songs Now, I've mentioned it a couple times already, I truly believe this song would have looked very different if it was written now. And I think we can all agree. Because I don't think you do. Layering, voice effect, no, 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 no. Do you still feel like you know what you're doing? Voice effect, no, no. I don't think you do. I don't think you do. Let's hear the applause. Such a mocking tone and lyric. Voice effect, come on, come on. Come on, show me how much better you are. This line provides further evidence that Taylor is addressing Camila in this song. This lyric is most likely a reference to the Jonas Brothers 2009 number, Much Better. That tune was felt by many to be an unkind remark at how superior Camila was in comparison to Taylor. The lyric goes, now I'm done with superstars and all the teardrops on her guitar. I'm not bitter. Now I see everything I need. Is the girl in front of me? She's much better. Look, thankfully, we now know that Joe and Taylor have buried the hatchet and are supportive of each other's lives and careers now. But at the time, this was so toxic. Voice effect, so much better, yeah? So you deserve some applause because you're so much better. She took him faster than you could say sabotage. And the song just ends there. No musical melody outro. Whew, that's a heavy one. So what does Better Than Revenge mean to me? Well, it's a hard song to get through. And as I said from the top, controversial. I think the big question on most of our minds is how is Taylor going to handle this song going forward on Speak Now Taylor's version? I think that most of us Swifties want her to address it. I did read a really convincing article that spoke on why Taylor shouldn't change Better Than Revenge, Taylor's version, because they believed that people would continue to listen to the original version in that case. I think I disagree. We all faithfully listened to her changed version of Picture to Burn. The thing is, I don't know how she would change it, although maybe that's just me selling her shorts. She can literally do anything. But if she doesn't change it, I do think she needs to address it upon the re-release. It'll be interesting to see. I think myself and the entire fandom struggle with how we feel about this song in general. But it does exist, and I would be doing a disservice not to talk about it. And that is what Better Than Revenge means to me. Let's talk Taylor's trends. This is the part of a Swifty Snapshot where I highlight different trends that Taylor uses in her lyrics. We have six potential trends to choose from. The weather trend, the colors trend, the calendar trend, the time of day trend, the style trend, and the transport trend. Let's see what trends Taylor used in this song. Okay, let's move on to Taylor's Trends. We have a total of 2.5 this song. First category, calendar trend. Lyric, and it was summer. Total of one calendar trend. Second category, the style trend. Half a point for the lyric, but sophistication isn't what you wear. Next lyric, but no amount of vintage dresses gives you dignity. Total of 1.5 style trends. Bringing us to a total of 2.5 Taylor's trends. This week's version of Taylor. Join me every week to discuss breaking Taylor news, whether that's spottings, Easter eggs, social media presence, or general Taylor news. Let's see what she's been up to recently. Taylor News. Lots went down this week. We're back to a full week. December 5th, Taylor was active on TikTok, liking 15 videos and commenting on three. December 6th, Forbes named Taylor as one of the most powerful women of 2022 and the second most powerful female musician of 2022. Taylor won three awards at the People's Choice Awards, Female Artist of the Year. Album of 2022, Midnight's, and Best Music Video, Anti-Hero. She did not attend this awards show. On December 7th, in The Hollywood Reporter's 2022 Women in Entertainment Power 100, Taylor revealed she identifies with Arya Stark from Game of Thrones. She said, I don't know how to use a sword, and I've never had to rise up from near death to go on an epic revenge. Huh. Some of her songs could be interpreted as that, but moving on but I have been in the music industry for over 15 years. She also said that she would trade places with Guillermo de Toro for a day. Laura Dern shared a picture with Taylor Swift, and Taylor surpassed 235 million Instagram followers. On December 8th, Taylor released the the behind-the-scenes of the All Too Well, the short film, on YouTube. On her socials, she captioned it, the first seeds of this short film were planted over 10 years ago, and I'll never forget the behind-the-scenes moments of the shoot. I owe everything to Sadie Sink, Dylan O'Brien, my incredible DP, Rena Yang, and my producer, Saul Germain. I also want to say thank you to our wonderful background actors and crew who made this story come to life so naturally. I loved every scene of it, and I will always remember it. All. Too. Well. Well. The -the behind-the-scenes footage of All Too Well, the short film, is out now. It was also announced Taylor will be on Variety's Directors on Directors with Martin McDonough today, Monday, December 12th. So I will cover that next week. On December 9th, it was announced Taylor will make her feature directorial debut. What? We don't have much information on this yet. I know she has written an original script and that it will be produced by the studio behind the Shape of Water film. I look forward to hearing more about what this is going to be and getting more details. Obviously, I will report on whatever information arises. Finally, on December 11th, it was the second year anniversary of the release of Evermore. Happy birthday, Evermore. That's all for this week's version of Taylor, Taylor's Trends, Better Than Revenge, and the first year, oh my goodness, of a Swifty Snapshot podcast. I can't believe I've been talking to you for a year about Taylor, and we still got a few more years to go. Thank you all for listening and supporting over this last year. I am so happy to have reached this milestone happy 33rd birthday to Taylor tomorrow. I love you. You make all of this possible. And you're the reason that I've talked into a microphone for the last year. Next week, I will be covering Innocent. Don't forget to follow and subscribe on all the platforms so you don't miss any content or episodes. And on that note, come back. Be there.